Hello and welcome to another episode of the APW Property Pod. It's episode number 11. I'm Callum Williamson and I'm here with... Stuart Williamson. Haha, how are you? Good, how are you? Hey, jolly good, jolly good. Excellent. Okay, today we are going to be talking about mortgages and getting a mortgage from overseas, how to go about it, all of that good stuff. How does that sound? That sounds great because I've got a lot of clients with all sorts of strange and wishy-washy ideas, uncertainty and misinformation over the last couple of weeks on this sort of stuff. Great. Okay, that sounds good. You know me, I like a bit of structure to things. Um, so I've written down some key points that I think um, we should run through in, to give it a bit of a structure so people know what to expect. So I've got mortgages. Why is it important? Why is it important to get a decision in principle when it comes to making an offer and, and uh, choosing a property? What do you need to get a mortgage? The typical banks and building societies that look at expats, the typical rates you can get at the moment, and then a bit of a discussion on interest only and repayment. How does that sound? Sounds glorious. We should crack on. Okay, well, let's jump in. Uh, so why is it important? I mean, hmm, why is it important to understand how to get a mortgage or to be able to get a mortgage? I mean, that's quite self-explanatory. I think it's um, it's a important aspect of property investing is leveraging and getting a mortgage, is it not? Therefore, securing a good mortgage is, is, is important. Well, I mean, if you put £100,000 into a property and it goes up by, let's say, 25% over 10 years, then your money's gone up by 25% over 10 years. However, if you put £100,000 into a property and add it to it with 300000 from the bank, then and it goes up by 25%, then you would have £100,000 profit in 10 years because the tenant would have paid off the mortgage. Okay. Oh, paid off some of the mortgage. Okay, you'd have had the tenancy income. And this is a question sometimes that people bring up and say, oh, I'd rather have the income. And it's just like capital repayment versus interest, not to sort of get ahead of themselves, but just to cover it momentarily, is that people would rather have the money they're not paying into the repayment part of the loan. They just have the interest being paid so they can take that money that doesn't pay the loan off and do something else with it and hopefully make some money. But these are personal calls and ones that you have to work out if you're happy with. But the benefit of a loan is inflation and the tenants will pay it off. Great, yeah, and you get leveraged returns. You get much higher returns, which I think you alluded to there. So let's, let's yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Let's rewind for a sec. Um, what should we talk about first? The decision in principle, okay? Um, why, especially in this hot market, I think a lot of people... Um, sort of securing the mortgage can be a bit of an afterthought, which, or getting a decision in principle. And for those that don't know, a decision in principle is basically when you speak to a broker, you give them your situation, you give them the outline of the property you're looking at purchasing, it's a hundred thousand pounds. This is what the income will be. These are, this is my financial situation. They take that to lenders and then lenders say, based on that criteria, I would be happy to lend you 70% at a 2% interest rate. That's a decision in principle. Why then is that decision in principle so important in the current hot and rising market, Stuart? Because, and we had an example this week, uh, we've got a, a property up in um, St. Helens, 
the uh, purchasers, my clients, have put an offer in on it. They've showed their proof funds and all this sort of stuff. And now they're going to get a dip. While they're getting the dip, it can easily be gazumped. Mm. It can easily be overtaken by someone else who comes in and go, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five grand more. If they'd have gotten, done the dip straight at outset, then they'd be with solicitors now and it will be locked in and it'd be theirs. So that is the danger of being gazumped. But I think to go back a bit further from what you said, you go and get a dip just to make sure you can borrow. You know, what if you go and put an offer in and you pay all the extra fees or you pay fees to someone to go and find your property and then they say, oh, we can't get you a loan anyway. You'd be devastated. So for your own self of mind, I mean, I spoke to a chap yesterday and he said he had a shocking credit rating in Singapore because of some bad debt that had run up and it wasn't his fault. Never is, is it? Mm, and uh, <laughs> classic. And uh, he said, I've got credit, terrible credit rating in Singapore. Um, will that affect me getting a loan in the UK? So you need to go and get a dip to make sure you get the, the mortgage. Otherwise, if you don't and your wife finds out, you'll be in real hot, hot water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a very good point, actually. You, um, not everyone is very financially minded and is very aware of their financial footprint or background, are they? You know, plenty of, of clients move overseas and they sort of forget about what's going on in the UK or they forget about a, l- a little bill or standing order or something they might have had. And that can quite easily lead to a bit of a mark, which may or may not affect your, your credit rating. You know, I am, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's an important thing to do. So I think you're right there. It's good to see that you, A, you can actually get the mortgage and B, once you've done that, it's a weight off your shoulders. And, and, and then when you actually go and offer and look at, look at properties, it puts you in a much stronger position because you can say, look, here's my decision in principle. Here's my proof of funds, my proof of deposit this is my offer. I've got everything you need. There's everything you need as a seller to make a decision on whether you'll accept it or not. So, um, yeah, that's good. 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 It is a much better approach. Very much so. But you're right about that. You know, I've got properties in the UK and I had one and the management agent, the actual service charge person, person who's managing the common area of the apartment was sending the service charge letters to the unit when I lived overseas. And so I never got the service charge letter, so I never paid them. And when I went to do a credit check to see if I could get another mortgage or another place, I found I had CCJs. And ha, that's exactly that. You move overseas and you forget the paper trail isn't gonna follow you automatically. So it's important to check credit rating. Go on to Expedia, is it? Not Expedia, Invest, no, it's not Investopedia. What is it? Experian. Experian, one in Nottingham. Yeah. yeah. Go to them and have a look what you've got. Better to be upfront to deal with it. And it's not the end of the world if you have got CCJs or you have got a bit of a bad history. Um, you can work around it and people will still lend. You may have to pay a slightly higher rate for a few years or you may just have to wait a set period of time for those CCJs to be far enough in the past to not matter to lenders. So there are, you know, don't worry about it. Check it, see if you can, and then you can make a decision from there. CCJ, in case you're wondering. County Court Judgment. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm. Carmarthen Cricket Club Juniors, I thought, something like that. There you go. Crystallised Coconut Journalists. Uh, sage advice. <laughs> right, there we go. So that's the dip, why that's important. What do you need? So 
we've talked about what is a what is a dip did you say that what, what it was what it what is a dip we did say that covered it off but again it is a decision in principle it's also known as you get a dip and you get a um what's something else it's called it begins with e education expression of elephant interest. no expression of interest something else it's called extraordinary a, large noise the decision in principle okay there you go so that's that's why it's important to get one of those say you get that uh, and then you move to the stage of actually applying for the mortgage that's promised in the decision in principle what do you need to take that to the next level to the next step the next level what do you need to to um to actually get the mortgage ball rolling you know i've heard you need heaps and heaps of papers paperwork there's loads and loads of stuff i'll never be able to get it all together realistically what do you actually need realistically it's just um contracts of employment that link you the state your payment then from the payment where is it paid to so bank account statements uh, where is it expended so a list of profit and loss incomes and outgoings um I think that's in the main what you need. And then three months worth of bank statements, six months worth of bank statements, something like that. Yeah, so that's it. Three to six months worth of pay slips and bank statements, I think, as a starter. Um, and it and doesn't matter where you're based. I mean, if it's in China, it's fine because they can deal with that. If it's in Thailand, it's fine because they can deal with that. Because a lot of people aren't working for multinationals. They're working for local companies now. But, you know, all the schools in China, we've got heaps of clients who, are, who bought property and they work at schools in China. They aren't international, really international um, organisations. They're just local companies that have gone into partnership with international schools. So it is a local company that pays you, but it's no problem. That can be overcome. Yeah, it's not as long as you can show. Uh, and then you'd need to support the bank statements and pay slips with a, a um, just a contract that... that backs up what your uh, pay slips and bank statements are saying and then you need some sort of anti-money laundering kyc type documents right like a um a passport and a proof of address yeah you would generally need those notarized mm-hmm. which you can you can get done locally and that's pretty much it isn't it yeah i think so I mean, just need to get a good a good broker will do it all for you, and they'll help you along the track, and they'll talk you through it, and they'll make sure nothing's too stressful if they are a good broker. Yeah, and it's not, it, you know, if they want to, if the the person lending the bank, even the building society lending, wants to see anything over and above the normal, they will ask you. So just be prepared to supply what they're asking for. Uh, you know, as Rocky said to um. To his son, in I think it was Rocky Six, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, and it may not be super easy. You may have to su- supply some paperwork and jump through a few hoops. So expect to do a bit of work, but the reward will be worth it when you secure your property. I think on top of that, you've got to say that uh, you know some mortgage lenders focus purely on rental income. So like Bank of China, they do the the rental in, in conversion. If you've got a good enough rental income from the property, they're not that bothered about what you're actually earning. So you may have to um, show and prove what rental income you're getting. So that could be another thing you're asked for. So be aware of that for sure. Um, yeah, that's about it, I think. And that's, yeah, and that's where a good broker, again, will know they'll be able to say, 
they'll be able to place your application with with the people they think it might be most successful with you know so if they're looking at if your affordability you know your earnings are very high they'll place it with a with a um bank or building society that looks at that whereas if yours isn't so high but your rental the rental income is then they'll place it so that's important to work with a good broker so anyway we've looked at decision in principle how to get one why it's important the documents you need to get a mortgage one of the other things we get asked a lot is who will actually lend you know because how many times have you heard it i was back in the uk over summer over christmas recently and I spoke to my bank and they said they wouldn't give me a mortgage because I'm an expat. Ha, huh, there you go then. Done. Forget about it. Oh, always, always. I heard it, heard it yesterday from a gent in, I think it was in Dubai. And he said, I phoned up a broker in London and they offered me the best interest. Interest only they could offer me was 4%. You know, that's, that's absolute rubbish. I don't know where that came from. And just this morning, I was speaking to someone in Hong Kong and they said that HSBC wouldn't lend them even though they've got 150 percent rental income from what the mortgage repayments would be hsbc wouldn't lend them on the on a property like that so hsbc uk or hsbc offshore london uk yeah so there you go so that is point in case whereas hsbc offshore the head office is uh, up in hong kong will bizarre, that's where he was calling from quite extraordinary there you go they will lend you know generally if it's over a hundred thousand pounds they're happy to lend and you can get a good rate and there's another point as you say be aware if it's less than a hundred thousand pounds you will have to pay more interest a higher interest level than you will if it's above a hundred thousand pounds yeah and why is that well it's just because it's it may seem counterintuitive but it's actually more beneficial for banks to lend on larger sums of money because they're going to make more more money on that right i think they're just lazy can't be bothered with things you have to work for you know hsbc they've got a call center in uh, cyberjaya you know eight thousand people in it and all they do is spend all the time is calling up and selling stuff they're not a bank for you they're not a bank to help you they're a bank to make it a profit which is what they do and all banks are although they so do it's, it's, Sorry, they do have those really good adverts when you're walking down the tunnel on the plane, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love that. I gotta say. It's just so long since I went on a plane, I can't remember. I don't. I'm going to tear up. Okay, so don't use the UK lender because generally they won't lend to you because they have no... Well, why would they when they've got such a big market in the UK? So who can you use? HSBC Offshore, Skipton's, People's Bank of China, Al Ryan. Dudley Building Society, Saffron Building Society, any others? Well, yeah, on the I bank, just, on, our, just, on yeah. our list, there's, there's about 50 on our list. So, yeah, we've got Keystone, Mansfield, uh, Leeds. Keystone, Mansfield, uh, Leeds, best football team in the world. Leeds, LUFC. Yeah, okay, so there you go. So there's heaps out there, guys, you just need to know. Uh, typical rates at the moment, what are we looking at? Uh, well, the Bank of China example I sent to the gent yesterday who said he couldn't get interest only for less than five percent, less than four percent was two point eight nine. Oh, woo! Brilliant. Um, other stuff is, I'd say, around three percent is a, a fairly competitive sort of thing. Yeah, I'd agree. Around three percent, you can um, 
I mean, if you're in the UK, they're offering sub 1%, aren't they? But that is obviously currently oh. in the UK. Um, yeah, man from heaven. Man from heaven. Couldn't man even get that. <laughs> man from heaven, man. But yes, you know, 2.5 to 3.5, I would say at the moment, is pretty achievable. Um, you know, and you can... Would, would you lock it in or would you go variable? Would you go fix? What would you do? Uh, I think at that sort of rate, if you lock it in, you're going to hardly save anything anyway. I mean, it's about, you know, 100 quid a month or something. So I don't think it's worth it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to be exactly right on your financial planning, uh, sorry to use that word, and um, you want to know exactly what your outs and your ins are for the first five years, then lock it in. Then you can really plan for it. And for new starters, that might be something that could reassure people. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Good. Okay. Well, uh, next on the list, we've done our decision in principle. We've applied for the mortgage. We've got the mortgage with one of the banks that we've said that are happy lend to lenders. We've got a good interest rate at the rate we just talked about. Now we need to decide whether it's interest only or repayment. Well, just on the other topic, you may, may want to consider putting down more than the minimum sometimes because they put down more than a minimum can affect your interest rate and so you can actually get a lower interest rate instead of just putting down 25 percent you put down 40 percent that will give you a better interest rate a lower one which might be beneficial in the bigger picture depending on your age but capital repayment versus um interest only uh don't say, again, don't say too much because we're discussing this in our special bonus pod this week as well oh, so maybe okay. just a, a minute or two to get people thinking and then if they want to find out the full picture they can jump in and tune in to our special bonus pod which comes out on thursday okay well my comments would be interest only mortgages overall are more expensive than capital repayment because the amount you owe will not decrease over the mortgage term it stays the same so that's what i'm saying that's my final word on it yeah but the amount Okay. Not another word. Not okay. another word. Okay. And on that, uh, and on that bombshell, good night from me. <laughs>